Hey, I'm Callie Pierce, a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur, coach, RTT hypnotherapist, and healer from way back before it was cool. It's my mission here to help share what I've learned on my own journey to inspire, entertain you, and help you to focus to create authentically, monetize your work strategically, and find your flow because this world needs more of what you have to offer. Are you ready? Good. Let's go to the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Liberate Your Soul. I've got a question for you. Have you ever noticed that right after you get into a committed relationship, suddenly everywhere you go, you're getting hit on? Maybe some people come forward and confess their attraction to you just days after you agree to become exclusive, and you had no idea. What a bummer. This is one form of the law of attraction. But we're not going to talk about that exactly today. I'm talking to those of you who have craved and wanted a relationship with the opposite sex so bad that you almost ache. I mean, one could argue that the situations I just described can be explained by some people wanting what they can't have, but the law of attraction would say that the person in the new relationship is giving off those committed relationship vibes. They're ready to be with the mate, so they emit I'm open to love and feeling sexy vibes. And therefore, people within their orbit get attracted to those vibes and want to be a part of matching that relationship or romance. But what if you've been on a dry spell lately? Or maybe you've found yourself in a string of bad relationships and you just wish you could meet your Prince Charming once and for all. Well, I'm going to explain to you what happened in my most recent experience when I met the love of my life, and then I'll explain my theories about relationship resistance. I had left a narcissistic man who finally decided to assault me as a parting gift once I left. We had been together for about nine years and married for about five years when finally I'd had enough. I had been in such a toxic situation, not just with him, but it was impacting my whole life. I became a workaholic to escape my home life, and having a new relationship was the last thing on my mind. So I was spending time with my girlfriends because I was living on their couches (laughs) and pondering the meaning of love. We would explore what it means for them in their relationships, what we wanted out of our lives all the different things that women typically do. I made a declaration that I was never going to date again, and the universe must have laughed at that. (laughs) But I specifically planned that it would be at least nine months before I would even consider a guy, and that I would then devise a questionnaire for them to answer so I could know everything about them and determine if they're genuine, true, and worthy of my time. Then I would tell them that there's a backlog of three months before the review process, which of course would be conducted by my girlfriends because clearly my picker was broken. I joked about this so often. I even told my colleagues and new people I would meet when the topic of dating after divorce would come up. I'm like, no, I've got this questionnaire thing. I was dead serious. I had no resistance to wanting a relationship, I had resistance to having one. (laughs) 
So lo and behold, two weeks later, a business colleague and I were having dinner to discuss a mutual work project. And of course I clammed right up. I allowed myself to be courteous as the situation demanded, but I did not allude to anything romantic at all. I remember being at a dinner and I was like, is this a date? It feels like a date. I don't know anything about them at all. And we're having small talk, but this feels like such a date. It felt so much like that, that I lied and said I had to get home to bed early so that I could get out of spending more time with them. We were supposed to go see some of the other venues in town to get a sense of what we were trying to create on this mutual project, but I just cut the night super short and went home to my girlfriend's house. You see, I had already determined that I wasn't going to date, so surely it was not a date. After all, he was on the other side of the country, and I didn't know a thing about him. I didn't know what he was like. All I knew was that he was smart as a whip, extremely sarcastic, And I had a little mini crush on him for like a decade. But life carried on as usual, except my heart was beating triple time as I replayed the non-date in my mind over and over again. Let's back up a little bit. See, I had been in a situation previously, and although the outcome seemed similar, it was completely different because I was in such a different space vibrationally. After my first divorce, I jumped right back into the dating world and got super serious with the first guy who paid me attention and made me feel special. Things got intense and deep super fast. I ignored all the red flags because of my need for consolation and solace after my divorce and avoided feeling bad at all costs. I started drinking too much by proxy thinking the social drinking was an okay thing, except we were always social. Things spiraled until nine years later, I found myself in that situation I described back at the beginning of this episode, frantically running for my life to get away from him. So back to the non-date. We saw each other over the course of the next few weeks, and little by little, I found myself opening up to him. I allowed my pain from the recent split to show, all pride having been beaten out of me. I heard a little voice in the dark one night that told me to be honest with this one. I knew that voice meant tell him everything, never lie to him, or try to sugarcoat anything. So I did. I was weeping so much the desert could have been an ocean through the monsoon season and even quite literally was weeping during a monsoon one time as he patiently listened sympathetically, and in the most kind way. Despite what other men might have done, he never took advantage of my delicate frame of mind and instead encouraged me to turn to God. It was the nicest and most impactful thing that ever happened in my life. Turn to God I did, seeking the answers in the Bible and to know God and allow God to know me. As time passed, eventually he confessed to me that he too had been struggling with emotions since his separation and divorce. We spent more and more time together and became close friends. Eventually I realized we had become more than friends and were officially dating, but I didn't admit that until six months later, calling our dinners and events (laughs) non-dates. We were non-dating. I still had major fears that this was history repeating itself, and I was going to end up unhappy dating the first guy that I felt comfortable around post-divorce. I had panic attacks. I threw tantrums. 
I was absolutely a hot mess express in every sense of the word when it came to that romance. One day, long after I was in my condo and my best girlfriend and I were chatting, she said to me, I don't even want to watch television anymore. I just want to watch your life. It's so exciting. What a crazy romantic life you live. It opened my eyes to what was in front of me. A true romantic fairy tale where the girl got rescued in the end by a charming and handsome man. So what was the difference about this story and the outcome versus the first time after divorce that I was seeking love? Well, for one, I was humbled beyond imagining. Locking myself in the closet to cry in the middle of the night, begging God for answers in the early mornings, returning to my roots of meditation, prayer, working out, eating healthy, and focusing my mind on a life that I wanted to build while letting go completely of the old me, the me who had a family, and that caused a lot of grief. Because of my habits, my body got stronger and my mind was focused on continuous renewal like Romans 12 too. I let go of everything I thought I should be and instead focused on who I was in the moments and what was becoming. I didn't truly want anything from this man. I knew I needed to heal from the trauma I had endured. And by healing, I mean healing on a deep soul level. The woman who was willing to tolerate being less than, being put down, or having her needs go unmet, she was dead. The victim, the one who shrank back in the shadows when someone was angry, she was in that grave too. Being empowered and determined not to fall back into the trap of being deceived by a narcissist, if there was even the slightest indication that something was out of alignment with the other person, I called them on their crap. This guy included. I put him through more scrutiny than an antiques dealer checking for fakes, and even when I was at my worst, he never cracked. Because of the vibration of me expressing as my healed self, my authentic self, and surrendered self, the universe delivered me someone who could handle that, someone who would appreciate the fragility of my soul, but respect the strength and resilience of a woman who had been through hell and kept on going. Because of my eventual acceptance of the what is in life without wanting to change it, rush it, hurry things along to feel more secure and stable, I actually became secure and stable with my essence, with the eternity of my soul, and I decided to enter a relationship with this man led by spirit. I didn't ever put anything ahead of my relationship with God, my exploration of spirituality, or do anything I didn't want to do. When in the past, I might have set these things aside to make others happy, and certainly many times took part in activities that I didn't want to do to keep the peace. In the past, I was escaping what I didn't want, an alcoholic husband, an unhappy future. And instead of making choices that were geared toward what I did want, I inadvertently ran right into the same thing, just different, an alcoholic addict who would later use me for everything he could. Ultimately, one day when I saw that future, the one that I had hoped for was not available, I made a choice to make changes, to leave despite the pain of losing what I thought I wanted. I wounded my pride quite a lot. And don't get me wrong, there were many points along the way when I questioned my choices. I missed my stepdaughter so bad it made my teeth ache. But ultimately, I knew it was the right choice to make. And here we are, more than five years later, married, 
supporting each other, lifting each other up daily in a gorgeous home, in a fantastic neighborhood, and I roll with life's ups and downs. We joke now about the days of (laughs) non-dating and do all the normal things that couples do, but I feel cherished, appreciated, and loved even when he tells me I'm complicated. I know he's dedicated to me and loves the challenge. So what can you do if you feel like you've tried everything to get a good man or a good woman? Well, like I mentioned, sometimes you have to be willing to give up the version of you that existed in previous relationships in order to become the person in the healthy relationship that you want. For instance, dropping any and all sorts of rules or thoughts you might have to get someone to like you. When spirit told me to be honest with this man, I obeyed. Even the things that I thought were shameful or embarrassing, I shared. Even when I was scared, upset, frustrated with my perception of how he behaved, I told him. Even when the weird and strange things because of my woo-woo lifestyle were showing up, I opened up about it and I opened up with spirit and spirit had my back, demonstrating the magic in front of him. In short, I was me and this person decided that he liked that person and it freed him up to be himself at the most raw and authentic core as well. Deciding I would no longer tolerate anything less than what I deserved was a big part of this shift. In the past, I might have felt unworthy of the kind of love and attention that this man gave to me. And believe me, I tried to sabotage this relationship early on during the healing process plenty of times. But I knew I wouldn't tolerate any sort of nonsense I had been through in the past, and that helped. I remember right before meeting him, that my therapist was telling me how I would be amazed at the good things that would flow into my life now that I had said no to the negativity. And she was right. Completely severing myself from everything that brought me down, even down to the negative job, was the only way I could free up space to allow for the good. Being selfless and thinking of what you can do for the world, how you can show up as the most true expression of you, And give back versus focusing on your loneliness or how bad you feel is another key. I didn't want a shift in my life from a relationship. I wanted my life to have meaning and purpose and to show up as the best version of me, no matter what the circumstances. And the universe gave me exactly the person to restore my faith in humanity and continue to support me in my mission here on earth to help others. Stop taking yourself so dang seriously. I see dozens of miserable people walking around trying to do everything right, suppressing negative emotions, and just thinking of how awful everything is in the world. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of atrocities happening on a global scale right now, but that doesn't mean that you're forbidden from a little laughter and fun, dancing in the living room with your pets, or being silly with your friends. I mean it. Life is so short. Be weird. Take a risk on something you know in your heart of hearts has the potential to be fantastic. Let yourself laugh and play and allow spirit to move through your everyday actions. Changing your entire life can seem like it's impossible. If you've been in misery, feeling like no one is ever going to love you because you're just too pathetic or too messed up, that mindset has got to shift. Even if it's just one little decision at a time to order a more expensive dish from the menu, to buy yourself some flowers, 
to go for a walk without the destination in mind. These tiny signals to yourself show that you value who you are and your pleasure and delight in the options of the universe can signal that you're ready for more goodness. If you feel like you've been struggling to create the life that you want to attract the partner of your dreams, or if you feel like if you read another self-help book, you might just scream, perhaps accumulation of knowledge isn't what you need. You might need some support in implementing it and seeing your blind spots. Right now, I have several open spots for some healing intensives, six weeks of intense focus in a one-to-one environment where we examine what you believe, work together to shift out old karma, past trauma and pain events, and create a happier version of you. These mini coaching packages are available right now for a steal at $777. If you could use a life makeover and you know you need to go deep into the roots of who you are in order to manifest the life you know you're meant to live, then you're going to want to get in on this while it lasts. Even if you just want to go back to falling in love with your current partner, feeling fulfillment and confirm that you're on the right path in life, that you're meant to be on, this can absolutely help you get steady and clear and focused and feel amazingly happy with your purposeful life. Head on over to www.quantumhighways.com or you can send me an email at info at quantumhighways.com. I'll put a link down in the show notes to both of those so you can get in touch with me. Well, I am so honored that you listened to my wild and crazy love story, and I hope it inspires you too. Remember to be kind to yourself, honor the process, and keep being amazingly you. Your love match will show up at exactly the right time in exactly the right way. I just know it. Enjoy your week. And we'll talk again soon.